describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Previously on Grog Talk. Let's just pick one. Yeah, let's just pick what we're going to do. I'm sick. I'm sick of these dice. I'm sick of dice, right? Right. Let's just go ahead and let's just pick something. Let's pick a couple of things that are just, you know, they're very useful for this encounter. Okay. So I, here's, I mean, we might as well just flip the pages. And I'm pulling out my favorite. Whoa, we both pulled out our favorite book. This is amazing. Monster Manual 2. Right, well. Favorite, you mean favorite monster book. Right, 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 right. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. You know, we, we're ready for a new segment. Because they were, we were grac they graciously put all these common animals in, that we should have, and they're so powerful, we should have them combat their alleged master. You know, like Pokemon, I don't know, people who play Pokemon, right? They capture these creatures. Well, that's kind of, that's why I feel like with Find Familiar. So we have a new segment called Fight Familiar, where we roll up a first level magic user, and we quickly roll up the first level magic user, and then they fight one of their familiars to the death. And you guys can pick whether the first level magic user will survive or the familiar will survive. We're now going to do our book review, our new segment, where we review probably our favorite book right now. I love Unearthed Arcana. Yeah. I love Unearthed Arcana. And I, let me count the ways. And this is in the new style of book. I, I like that it's, it's uh, removable, the pages. So you can take them out, and then you can hole punch them. Right. Put them in a binder. Uh, let me see if some pages will come out. No, well, I guess not. I got, yeah, I was going to say, well, you got a bad copy. And charisma is one of the most important things you do in D&D. &D. Uh, uh, it was always the stat where I put my highest score. Right. Because yes. I was a jester. And what was bothering me is I, of course, would go to the bar, right. and I'd try to pick up the ladies. Right. And I had a low charisma. And I complained, because I said, that doesn't mean I'm not good looking. Good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Grog Talk. I'm James. I'm Dan. And who do we have as our little figure today, sitting between us? The great Carlos Lysing from Castle Entertainment. Yes, yes. That's congratulations. Thank you, sir. Welcome, welcome. Clapping for you. Uh, so this was a little delayed. I, I have been not making saving throws recently. Right. Well, uh, a lot of ones. A lot of crappy rolls, uh, literally. Uh, work issues, other issues. So, but we are back. Uh, I, I survived the uh, pandemic plague last week, so mm -hmm. very happy to, to be here. And So, so I, lo I lost a bet, but that's right. okay. I don't mind. I, well, I think I was trying to give you a false sense of hope, because this is supposed <laughs> to be your last year of life. Remember? And I have 11 years, but apparently... I was like, I really don't want James to go, but... 
I'm kind of tired of this show. It was right. close. It was, That's right. Yeah. You were trying I to figure conflicted. out. I mean, would rather quit than you kill me off. I think my wife. Well, my wife after last week because we had family over. She probably was would have been happy if I was dead. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, our our youngest son, the production goblin, has graduated. Yes, oh. right. Golf clap. Yes, he gets a golf clap. Better. He's moving out in two weeks. <laughs> You're muted. Uh oh. Hold on. Hold on. All right, talk now. Can you hear me now? Yes. I Everyone think else should. can hear me. I think you guys can hear me. I can hear you. Yes, you should. Good morning, me. Admiral. Anyway. Um, well, Dan, that's a reason. Yes, reason yes you should here. be heard now. This is celebrating the last day of life. That's right. Yes. yes. You're right. This, this is it. The last time we ever talk. I know. It's the last day of our acquaintance. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you coming on for my final episode. So every every episode's your final episode. So is that the grog line? This is the last episode I'm doing. <laughs> Great. It's like the Beatles. You're like you're like John Lennon or something. So uh, yes, we are very proud of that. In two weeks, the final, the last hope will be out. Uh, so we're very excited. But uh, we had asked Carlos because it had been a long time. To, well, first of all, how are things in the world of Castle Entertainment before we start? Uh, well, things are going well. Things are going well. I'm, uh, I'm right now. I'm on a little bit of a break from my doing my Patreon. I need to recharge my batteries a little bit, but I'm getting ready to uh, to jump back in with both feet here. I can feel the appetite for uh, for writing modules coming back and writing adventures. So um, I'm real excited to jump back on that horse. Um, the last thing that we're we're about ready to go live. I've had the books now for about a month and a half uh, that I did. Officially for um, for DaveCon, which are called uh, Across Black Moors, and that will be released officially here in about a uh, couple weeks. Whenever uh, we decide to throw that up on the website, so that'll be ready to go. It's all about the you know the uh, uh, Black Moor in uh, in the world of Greyhawk, and I hope you guys like it. It's a little bit different than my normal fare. It's 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 written completely as axe crawl. So okay. Uh, I think that people will like it because it's got the kind of, uh, you know, a little bit more of the random kind of, uh, it'll play differently every time you, you run it. So it should I be cool. Ra- I hate random. <laughs> we hate random on this show. That's right. Sure you do, Dan. <laughs> we love Everything it. about you is random. That's, That's it. Right. Our whole show is random. Well, we can also announce that, uh, that Carlos Leisling will be attending this year's GrogCon again, oh. which we're very excited about. So that is a, that is a clapping as well. Uh, he'll be producing the ad- adventure for us, the official uh, module. So we're excited. We had some conversations. And so, again, that's September 30th through the 2nd. And can I just mention it? I don't think I'm giving anything. Uh, well, I am giving something away, but I don't think I'm giving too much away. Then we know, of course, that the theme for GrogCon is, of course, goats and druids. Right. When you think uh, a convention, goats and druids is right. the first thing that comes to mind. Goats and druids. And so when we told Carlos... You know, that we'd love for him to write the official module and that the theme was Goats and Druids. Okay. Goats and Druids. He didn't hesitate. Right. He said, Perfect, I've got an idea. Right. So so the official module will be tied into the goats and druid theme. So just wet in the appetite. That's right. A of, little teaser. A little teaser. So uh yeah, I thought it, you know, next time we'll do paper mache and uh, Vaseline, and he'll be like, "Yeah, sure, I got something." Perfect, because there was this great hot deity that <laughs> did right. a paper mache, and right, he's he's always <laughs> good with that. Sure, yeah, he can work with it. So, sure. uh, so Carlos is here because one of the things we have not done in a long time 
is an incomprehensible death, and uh, Carlos was the first to embrace the the shenanigans of uh, one of the classic things of D and D, which is uh, especially old school games. Is you don't even know how you died. It just you're just dead, and you couldn't figure it out. And uh, his setting up and, and running us through these incomprehensible death scenarios has, has been a highlight for me and Dan. So we asked him to do it again. So this is a little delayed segment that we were hoping to run a few weeks ago. But uh, today, Carlos will be running us through a scenario to highlight more incomprehensible death. And if you are want to participate, uh, Carlos will explain that to our vast, wide army of folks listening. So Carlos, uh, whenever you're ready, take it away, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, today, we're going to be running a scenario in which um, the player characters are all going to be members of the Knights of the Round Table. Um, from the Arthurian Methos, uh, you can, uh, everybody that's uh, in the Deities and Demigods section that's in the, uh, you know, your Arthurian heroes is going to be uh, eligible to be played in this game. But we're going to do this a little bit differently rather than just have uh, Dan and James uh, play characters in here. Uh, we're going to have people in the audience. If you guys would like to uh, to play characters in this scenario, you're welcome to do so. Would you guys, uh, would you guys like to do that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Would you like to, to join in in the fun? Uh, chime in if you would. If you would not, then don't bother. I'm Hector. <laughs> I called it. You're Hector. I called it. Uh, I, I guess I'll be. I sh- I probably should be. I'll, I'll be Galahad again. I I, okay. I think. I, uh, well, Gawain's the one who gets murdered. I'll be Gawain. I'll be Gawain. Okay, so, you're Gawain. So, so you don't. You can take any Arthurian here that you want, though. Though the ones that were in the movie Holy Grail, right? Uh, where I have written down here: Arthur, Sir Robin, Bors, Gawain, Ector, and Galahad. Or at least we're at uh, that famous scene. They're right, the scene, right, the cave, the cave scene. So, all right, is um, you have a cricket thing? I a- do. Because again, we're on, we're on a few second delay here, so it does take does take them for a while to figure it out. Sure, that's fine. Uh, Lloyd is like going to like be Galahad, so Lloyd's Galahad. Okay. Well, Lloyd's going to be Galahad. Excellent. Brave Sir Galahad. Brave Sir Galahad. And who right, are you so again? You're Hector. Of course. <laughs> Hector. All right. Well, we we've got uh, Lancelot. Okay. Okay, sure. Lancelot. Yep. Admiral's Lancelot. Is no one Arthur? No one, no one wants the to Admiral be the Admiral is Lancelot. Very good. No one, ah, the Admiral is Lancelot. That's right. No one wants to be... Uh, Shadow no. wants to be Roland. Okay. Okay. No one wants to be Arthur. Everyone, everyone assumes Arthur dies a horrible death, like it's, uh, yeah, well, like it's Excalibur. Heavy is the... Head that wears the crown. He's... 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 Uh, Oh, yeah, it's got to come up out of the water, right? right. So Some form of government. Well, Todd, Article Todd throws a sword at some... Oh, sorry. We digress. All right, Carlos. Yes, we're ready to go, sir. All right, gentlemen. Um, you've been writing, or at least you have been miming writing for some time, uh, <laughs> down, the, uh, yes, down, down the, uh, the, the ridge path ahead of you. The air is uh, heavy with rain. Scent of turned earth, late spring right now. Uh, you've been led by uh, by your uh, your guide, the inscrutable Tim, has led you to this uh, strange ridge-like area where the ground rises up, and there's a small dip in it that allows you to see beyond. 
perhaps maybe, oh, I don't know, 20 feet past that, um, that ridge, there is the mouth of an empty cave that descends into darkness. Uh, it's early in the morning, so the dew and the steam is rising up off the ground in this humid area. Uh, it's, it has a very foreboding appearance to it. Um, you've been warned that there's a horrible creature within the in the cave, dwells within the cave that is preying on the on, on travelers and the weak. And uh, all of you have gathered at Tim's behest by the edge of this ridge. And hopping from out of the ridge, out of the uh, the the cave, about twenty feet from the ridge. There's a small white rabbit. Oh, maybe a normal-looking rabbit. Doesn't look like it's anything too, um, too malign at all. Looks very normal, actually. Uh, the only thing that's a little bit strange is amongst it, there are a litter of bones on the ground that it seems to be hopping around. Uh, this is first edition Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and since we do not have a King Arthur with us, I will defer to. Uh, a member of our panel here rather than one of the guys on the, the screen so that we can facilitate a little bit quicker gameplay. Yeah, I will be, um, I'll James, be, I'm going to switch to Arthur, so this way... Okay, cause, Arthur. Because I have the sword. Okay, Arthur. Please tell me how your group will proceed. You should send the halfling thief up. Oh, the burglar? Yes, send the burglar up. <laughs> I, Shane, I want to be the invisible knight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you're going to be invisible soon, all right. <laughs> men... Manly men of men, we have come to the place that Tim has sent us to. The place where the foul beast has been slaying the innocent, the weak, the meek. And we are here to prove ourselves worthy of being called knights of the slightly round table, the, ob the obtuse table, the oblique table. Anyway... Uh, hello. All of you are beginning to get excited, and you can feel the the blood, the rush of battle, getting ready to, to pump it through your your veins. Uh, and as soon as Arthur is done giving you that speech, is when you guys see the rabbit. Ah! And Tim just kind of looks at you. <laughs> so, Tim, where is this fell beast that we can defeat them and free the land of its scourge? It, it's right there. It's right there. That's the rabbit. It's invisible. It must be invisible. <laughs> It's invisible. You mean they mean that rabbit right there? That rabbit is the cause of all this. He looks over at you. He says, "I'm warning you right now. It's terrible." Well, I think you're being giving it way too much confidence. Clearly, my men of great renown and resort will be able to fell a mere rabbit. We will be eating hair by dusk. Isn't that right, men? Yes. I mean, it's, it's not like it's a giant goat. That's right. Is it? That's right. It's not a giant. If it was a goat, then we would be terrified. It would be a battle for the ages. We would minstrels would I sing about. I wouldn't underestimate it if I were you, Arthur. Well, uh, is it? Uh, some of the some of the men want to know. It's just is, kind is of it, eyeballing you with those little beady pink eyes. Tim, 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 Tim thinks we're a first folks. level magic user. That's right. Yeah. With one hit point. We are, we are quite powerful. And a mending spell. I, I do want to confirm, Carlos, that the, uh, the party 
uh, does not see a creature behind the rabbit. All we see is the rabbit at this point. Nope, you do not see a ra- anything behind the rabbit. All you see is the mists. Well, I will then defer to my great men of renown. Which one of you would want to step forth and figure out what is uh, That's right. He detects evil. Well, uh, <laughs> Lloyd, yeah. as, uh, Lloyd is Galahad, so he is a paladin. He was going to try to detect evil. Lloyd... Um, or Galahad, I should say, uh, ahead of you, there is a sinister type of evil that you're not really sure you've ever felt before. It is like the creeping of spider legs up the ladder of your spine. Something silky and evil and sinister that is just makes your stomach slightly churn for its presence. Now, it's unclear exactly because it's an area of effect and you're so distant, it may very well be the rabbit. It could be something beyond the rabbit. It could be underneath or above it slightly, but it's close. Wow. Now, is it moderate evil or? Sinister oh, evil. Oh, no. Sinister, Sinister evil. 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 That's Sin- strong evil. Sinister mm-hmm. evil. So I, I think that's way on the chart. So above a white. Right, it's above a white. <laughs> it's a little bit, exactly. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yes. They're still upset with me when they... They did, the paladin asked how much evil, and it was a white. And I said it's moderate evil. They're, ah. still, they're still upset. Ah, yes. Lancelot. Excellent. Lancelot will now move forward. He has asked me for the privilege to fell this beast. I send forth Lancelot. Lancelot. You go forward. Uh, please tell me in the chat uh, if you would like to make any special moves as you go forward. How would you like to address the beast? As far as uh, your, uh, are you going to just go forward with it, attack it with your sword, or are you going to try and uh, scoop it up? What would you like to do? I will have to wait a few seconds, obviously, for the. Exactly, uh... that's why I'm killing time here with this prolonged narrative. <laughs> well, what you, and what you, what you, he's a pro. Carlos is a pro. <laughs> he's dealt with a cold table before. That's right. <laughs> he will draw his sword and stand heroically. Okay. He draws his sword and stands heroically. You're just at the edge of the ridge. Will you go up and address the thing? Tim kind of looks at you and says, well, go on. <laughs> He's, Lanza, that's a paladin, too. I call out. He calls out here, bunny. The thing just kind of hops in a little circle. You could have sworn to God it showed you its cottontail for a moment and then comes around again and kind of sits up on its hind legs for a moment. And then kind of picks around it through the bones again. Mm. Well, there, sir. Mr. Bunny. That's right. Lancelot, clearly this beast is taunting you. Go up there and, <laughs> and fell him. Charge. Charge. Jim's kind of looking up and down at your armor, kind of like looking for a wide yellow streak, perhaps. <sighs> Good evening, Menion. What would you like to do? He charges the bunny. Excellent. He charges yes. the bunny. Plus, what's plus one or something? Plus two. He gets plus two. Oh, he shall be victorious. That's right. The Lancelot charges the bunny. Roll for initiative? No. Surprise? No. <laughs> you charge the bunny. Get probably about maybe oh, 10 feet into your charge as you come over the ridge. Um, you kind of see Lancelot pull up all of a sudden in the middle of his charge. He stops suddenly and is looking at the bunny 
and he kind of cocks his head a bit like he's not really sure what to do or something has caught his attention. Mm-hmm. What would the rest of you like to do? Well, Chief? Well, clearly Lancelot is perplexed. He's vexed by the bunny. Uh, who else will come, will come assist him in his moment of... <laughs> the bunny's starting to creep up a little bit towards Lancelot. It looks like it's just minding its own business like a normal bunny. It's just kind of walking through the I, I will lead my other rest of my men forward. We will go halfway between where we're at and where Lancelot is standing at the top of the ridge. We shall follow you, General Pickett. I mean, uh, Arthur. Move forward, dear knights okay. of renown. Your knights begin to go over the ridge. Lancelot, um, you're the first one that was over there. Um, so the rest of you... Um, so when you actually close your eyes first, uh, you really don't see where everyone else is behind you. You're not even sure why you closed your eyes. You just did. You heard a small voice in your head tell you to close your eyes. Uh, the rest of you, as you get over the ridge... You feel all of yourself about maybe 10 feet into your progression. Similarly, just kind of stop. And this bunny rabbit, it's its so cute and fluffy and cuddly. It's like you just, you just want to cuddle it. I mean, you don't want to attack it. It's so nice. And, and when it tells you to close your eyes, all of you guys do. And you don't open them up again. You're all dead. I don't get a saving throw. Nope. No saving throw. He he didn't get a nope. chance to impale him. Nope. It's over. It's over. You're all dead. Oh. Incomprehensible death. Last time you were in any idea what killed you. But if you'd right, like so to know, I'd be more than happy to tell you exactly what happened in that scenario. Okay. So let's to recap for those who were wait- recap, and it'll be a long recap. Clearly, to recap, sir. Galahad volunteered after being cajoled, being enthralled by Lancelot. a great speech. Lancelot, excuse me. Lancelot uh, uh, was enthralled to go pursue the bunny and whatever foulness, at least the uh, sinister evil. The rest of the party started moving forward. Uh, uh, you missed that. You missed something. I did. Yes. Arthur, after Arthur commanded everyone <laughs> to proceed forward, we oh. all proceeded forward. You just jumped right. to. It was like the passive way. It proceeded forward, you know, Arthur. Okay, so we, uh, and then we have been told that uh, we are now sleeping with uh, eternity. So for those who can guess how we died, because it's completely incomprehensible at this point, put your, well, we'll give you the next uh, 30 seconds to do that. So, um well, if we anyone like... guesses this correctly, you get your choice of a Castle Entertainment module. I'll send it to you guys in print. Okay, we'll give them another 15 seconds to... Mm. Uh, to what do you to... think? What do I think? Do you have any ideas? You have an idea? It's going to be tough, because Carlos... I, I have an idea, and someone's already said it, so I'm going to come up with another idea. Oh, someone has already said it. Yes. I'm going to come up with that... Well, what's your idea? I shouldn't... Well, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, you know that. I don't. I know first level spells. <laughs> Could it have been a men's spell? Um, I mean, I don't know. I was gonna say. I don't know. I was gonna say some. I mean, I don't know. I was gonna say some sort of glyph, but that's not right. I know that's wrong. I know that's. Wrong. 
Well, there's bones everywhere. Perhaps there was a, and they were, were they, we didn't know if they were charred bones, they were just bones everywhere. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with some kind of disintegrate spell is there. How does it, yeah, how does spell, spells can just sort of hang out? Is it like a, a well, floating that's, in that's the in air? Later, that's in later editions, but as a DM, he could do whatever he wants. That's but. true. Oh. There is symbol. It could have been a symbol. Power word kill. Well, it has to be spoken, typically. But a symbol uh, or a glyph or something could have yeah. been on the ground. Well, that's what I That's the only thing my only guess would be glyph. It right. could be a uh, sphere of annihilation. But again, we don't know because there was no... The only clues we have was bunny and bones around the bunny. It could have just all... We just called died of a heart attack, coincidentally. Yeah, mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. Fright. Did he die from fright? Well, okay, so we have... Uh, Ooh, uh, not bad. We've got vorpal teeth. We've got wolf in sheep's clothing. We got mental blast. Right? Could be like a, a intelligent devourer of the, of the a rabbit rodentia type. Hmm. So, uh, any other any other thoughts? We have too many hit points for a power word kill. That's true. Power That's exactly kill. right. Mm. I uh, when I was designing this scenario at first, and I was thinking about how I was going to kill all the knights of the round table in one round. Uh, power words and uh, symbols all came to mind. Unfortunately, the hit point uh, crest wouldn't have worked, and I had to give figure out something that wouldn't give you guys a saving throw too. So, well, I think we've given everyone a chance to uh, do that. So, Carlos, if you would like to share, if not, yeah, I'd be can... happy to share. So, check this out. Um, some of you were kind of close to right. Um, Coolbot, by the way, I would have given everybody a roll for the uh, for the um, non-psionic versus psionic table if it would have been that. So that that was out of the question. Uh, when I was designing the scenario, the your rabbit over there, um, two things should have been clues. The first clue was your paladin who cast detect evil. It registered as evil. Okay, so we know that it probably wasn't a normal rabbit. Second of all, but we also know that evil. It's probably an intelligent creature. Okay, so that's important to know too. Second of all, um, when it mocked you, did you happen to notice what it did? It turned around, shook its little tail at you, and then it turned around back away. Well, there's a reason for that. That's because that the that's guy? because your uh, your rabbit was not really a rabbit at all. It was a, a, a an illusion cloaked Morgan Le Fay. Ah, oh. Morgan Le Fay used a staff of a rod of beguiling on all of you. Ooh, now, for all of you who do not know about the rod of beguiling, please turn to your DM's guide and you will find one of the most broken magical items in 1E because it does not allow a saving throw ah. and instantly makes you a friend. It, Morgan Le Fay told everyone to close her, your eyes because she has telepathy and she slit your throat with her dagger, her poison dagger, and killed every single one of you. Ah, well, there you go. All right. So that, is in, that is incomprehensible. <laughs> so we're on page 132. That's right. And this is why we appreciate Carlos, because not only does he uh, kill us, but he gives us things to think about to kill your party, if you so choose. 132? Yeah, the one... Rod of Beguiling is a super, super broken magic yeah. item. Um, it is. All right, so I'm going to read from it. We're on page 132 of the DMG. This rod enables its possessor to radiate an emotional and mental wave of fellow feeling to all creatures with any intelligence whatsoever. The effect is to cause all such creatures within a two-inch radius of the device to be virtually charmed by the individual and beguiled into regarding him or her as their comrade, friend, and or mentor 
no saving throw. The beguiled creatures will love and respect the rod wielder. This is pretty cool. I like this thing. I need this in life. Yeah, Ray, that's exactly what it was as I was role-playing Morgan Le Fay's little seductive wiggling her butt at him. The question that you guys should ask is, one thing I, I, I noted about Morgan Le Fay's character is that when she was in the Deities and Demigods book, You'll notice that she does not have a rod of beguiling. So why did I use her? How did I use a rod of beguiling? Well, it's pretty easy, actually, because she's a 12th level magic user, which means she's eligible to make one. Oh, so she made it. And let me, so I'll finish this up. The she formed her own rod of beguiling. Mm-hmm. Right. And then she shook, she shook, shook her tail. Shook her moneymaker. And they, the very first thing she did is she beguiled the Admiral, Lancelot. That's why he stood there and was kind of shaking his head like, what? is going on here mentally told him close your eyes did the same for all of you and bam 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 so they they will trustingly listen and obey insofar as communication is possible and the instruction seems plausible and done not outwardly and and does not outwardly consign the beguiled to needless injury or destruction or go against their nature or alignment each charge of the rod beguiles for one turn it can be recharged so one charge gets everybody within two two inches. Now you'll notice oh. what I I said that it was twenty feet yes. away from you. Mm-hmm. There was a reason I said that distance specifically. Okay. So when we so when she she used that we were basically charmed by her. Yep, you guys were all charmed. Wait, so wouldn't we know that she came up and cut our throats? And she said to you close would her if eyes. you close yeah, her you eyes. Would. We close know. your eyes. It maybe some, someone may have heard some gurgling, but I've been like, oh, that's I'm, I'm giving them sweet kisses or something. I'm yeah, exactly. Like, oh, so she's like, close your eyes. That's right. Mm-hmm. And like, okay. That's right. Sure. Yep. But Black. we think she's a rabbit. Right. Well, she's t- t- talking tele- telepathically. Right. So the rabbit. So we're like in love with this rabbit. Right. Who framed Roger Rabbit. So we're having, we're having thoughts about the rabbit. Uh, well, uh, not us. We're knights of the world. We're, we're, we're singing sonnets to them. And we're pure right. and virtuous. Right. Except for Arthur. So then she turned into... So English little, sonnet, too, not Italian sonnet. Thank Remember. you. So did she turn into herself? Did we see herself when she came up? And Well, our yeah, eyes, were closed. Our eyes, eyes were, were closed. That's horrible. It is horrible. So we think we're getting some, something good. Something nice, yeah. The uh, rabbit's and then the, the, the bunny rabbit front is going to give oh, you well, like, snuggles and kisses. Wait, right. does, does, she have to, to hit? does she have to do it to hit? No, it's a coup de gras. Just because it's... I'm like defenseless, and yeah, you're defenseless. You're standing there. Mm. Oh, there you go. See, so once again, incomprehensible. We're all dead, even though we had hundreds of hit points. Yeah, which again is is a thing that people complain about. Oh, the people have hit points and they can't fight. If a DM says they can't kill their party, they're they're not trying hard enough. No, and that's what, and, and that's an example of <laughs> of, a, of a DM dirty trick right over there. You know. So, yeah. Um, the, well, that was well I done. That thought, was a lot of fun. I actually thought Lancelot might screw me over on my scenario when he used the uh, the detect evil, yeah. but he stopped one step short by not disbelieving or not checking for you know some kind of does it seem like a, a somehow spurious to him. Now, could I like just one last part of this before we finish up this segment? Right. Because again, again, we're very gracious uh, to to Carlos. He this is. Way past his bedtime. So thank you for spending time with us today. So, oh, yeah. it's no problem, brother. 
So, so really, I, I wouldn't keep you here if it wasn't important. But if, lastly, if you could just let us know where James went wrong as the okay, leader. Well, where this. James went wrong was hold on, I, I got to turn this up. Side, having you at his side. <laughs> that was number one. That's right. <laughs> Hiring me. How did I get promoted to a knight of renown? Be- because uh, unfortunately, um, I wasn't explicit. To our dear friend Lancelot, he was being cautious, which again yes. uh, he, he charged, but then he stopped. So he should have just just slaughtered the bunny. And, oh, and so you're blaming well, he blaming because he ran in. And then and then the my impatience. You know, well, let's again, not point. Let's not point fingers. Stop pointing fingers. Well, it's my fingers. it's my impatience. That's the sin of of uh, rashness, which caused the death of the rest of the party. I take personal responsibility. Sin of rashness, huh? The sin but you of rashness. Know what, James, that's actually something important, though. Remember, in the very first incomprehensible death, it was also rashness when you guys right. charged and cast Fireball. So right. keep that in mind for all you guys out there who are playing in, in games like that. Uh, always look before you leap. Exactly. Because DMs are sadistic, will will turn that against you. This is really fun. a learning tool. Yeah, it's a learning right. tool. It's a well, mini module. Teaching. It it's is. Teaching. A little, it's a little teaching tool. Well, mini module. If you like this kind of, again... Uh, Carlos's modules are not known to you know specifically try to kill people, but if you like creative adventures full of story, go out to castleentertainment.com uh, where you can buy uh, uh, soft copies in PDF or hard or combination and um, reach out to him at, uh, he's on Twitter and Facebook and all the other things, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. I am. And it's all Castle Entertainment, C-A-S-L Entertainment. And you'll be able to find me there. Well, thank you so much, Carlos, for staying up and uh, t- doing this for us. It's always it's a pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you for being uh, a good, great host, and thanks out there, uh, guys, for playing in the scenario. Um, you guys came close. You almost unraveled it. Well, you know, that's it's 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 almost more fun dying horribly at this point. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to like end the segment if we ever survived. I yeah, mean, right, right. I mean, just, oh, you couldn't do it again. It'd be yeah. over, right? Spoiler he... alert. I'm always going to create a scenario that you're not going to survive. Whoa. The, ga- the gauntlet has been right. dropped. Right. Come on. I just gave you a no-save scenario that I could kill guys with 100 hit points in a single round. I'll get you. All, <laughs> All right. right. Now now, now, my competitive juice is right. flowing. For baby. next year. Yeah. Well, well the, or, or February, because, again, Carlos, I don't know if you heard, President's Day, we decided we're going to play – Dead presidents. We're gonna have a scenario with the dead presidents, mm-hmm. like the movie Dead Presidents. No, or? like literally I'm, all the dead. Pre- I'm, I'm Chester Arthur. Yeah, we're, we're we've decided we 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 had a segue. I know you're gonna find this shocking that we went down a tangent, a rabbit hole. No pun intended. Um, and uh, we decided that for Morgan next President's Day, we, that's right. We uh, we decided that we want to have a scenario which would be good. Where the, the dead presidents are the party, the party of dead presidents. So I was going to be Taft. I'm, gonna, I'm Chester Arthur. Chester Arthur, right. So people or was I play. McKinley? So who are like the bad guys? Are we talking about like Sirhan Sirhan and Jack Ruby? And that's, up to you. that's up to you. We just are the dead Denver presidents. Booth and- right. For President's Day, we're going to be the dead president. It could be a, a red dragon. Right. We don't care. Doesn't need to be like, you know, Hinkley. That's right. <laughs> squeaky squeaky from that's right okay it doesn't have to be uh anyone related to that right oswald but that's the idea so but you know we have halloween the other ones but yes so that president's day would be one we would like to see so okay okay so 
So you'd like to, that to be an incomprehensible death? Yeah, I think that would be Package? good. Oh, okay. Well, I could do that. No problem. It writes yeah. itself. That's right. Yeah, it does write itself. It really does. We'll have and people out there just uh, you know look up the dead presidents and you know don't pick ones like Lincoln and you know pick pick and you have to play them. You can't just you have to research. Wait, this is about role play. It's right. a D and D guys. That's right. Yeah, research yeah. your character. Right. Role so, play. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to if you're going to be Grover Cleveland, you have to gain about two hundred pounds. You're not first first term or this like didn't he like okay moving on yeah, moving on. So thank you, sir. What about James K. Polk? Oh, that's right. Uh, Polk's War. Yeah, Texas. I still am I'm still opposed to that in the well, Mexican War. That that I was saying we we just you know made up or whatever. Moving on. Moving on. Carlos, have a great night. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye. All right. Thanks, Carlos. All right. Well, thank you to Carlos. He's uh, all, all right. So we're off. So that's always super fun. Have him on. Scroll all the way down. Uh, okay. Now we're back to the rest of the show. And just to let you know where we are today. Where are we from? We're from the Sentry Box. Sentry Box, huh? The Sentry Box. We can take in, this off. In Calgary. Calgary, yeah. We're in Canada. We're at the Sentry Box. Blame Canada. Opened up just a couple of years ago, around 1980. Okay. So um, I got to tell you, I'm thinking, I'm not sure the Sentry Box is going to make it for the long haul. Oh. I think if you're looking like, let's say, 40 years from now, oh. probably just be a memory. But that's okay. That's right. You know, it's, 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 it's fun to be here. Well, you know, at some point, everything's the time, uh, the, the time span makes things relevant. I mean, in 20 billion years from now, we're here. So if you go to that length of time, it's, everything becomes relevant. Pointless, so. We're going to be reincarnated, James. Yeah, well, I'm going to be a badger. Be... <laughs> You're going to be a badger standing in front of a gnome? <laughs> I can't say anything okay. on this show. What else do we have? We have GrogCon 22 is coming September 30th through the 2nd. Can I ask you a question? Yes, you say GrogCon 22. Do you do that to intentionally lead people to believe we've been around longer? I mean, I don't have a problem with that. That's right. But is that why you do that? Yes, I do no, it. Okay. I do it because that's really not the. We, we're not even sure if that's the actual uh, mm-hmm. thing. Rodcon three, Rodcon O two, or twin two. I had an idea for a name. Yes. Ready for this? Besides goats and druids, the theme. No, no, the name of the convention. Okay, I'm, I'm listening. Not the theme. Gotcha. Jim Con. Jim Con. <laughs> you think? Well, is that for me, Jim Con, or some uh, Jim Ward, or? Oh, you. It's uh, it's unknown. Exactly. We might pick up some extra. We might get some controversy, mm-hmm. which, as we now know, is right. good, actually, right. right? Can we call it MidgeCon or something? Or, you know, we have to switch the round. We have to change the What's MidgeCon? I don't know. It's Jim spelled backwards. Oh, oh, draw MidgeCon. Right, that's what I'm saying. But see, but you are, your name right. is, is James, so it would be, you could call it JimCon. I, I'm a little concerned about the naming because it doesn't have you in it, and I feel like this is setting you up to... Uh, get out of it. Get out of anywhere. That's what. It's I'm your saying. convention. It's named after you. Uh, should I have to do anything? All right. So I, just you think about that, okay? Jim Con, and we'll just leave it. People ask us, "Is this uh, Jim Ward?" Right. We'll just shrug. Okay. We'll just okay. say, "With well, the name's Jim Con." Yes. Don't ask us the, any the more questions. The name is Jim Con. Why does that have to mean anything? Right. Yeah. Why does everything have to ascribe to some meaning? Okay. Are you like that? Okay. Think about uh, it. Sure. September thirtieth through October, Jimmy Con. 
October 2nd. <laughs> All right. Copper Dragon codes, pictures, we still don't have. We've extended the deadline to September 29th. No. Is it time for crickets? Uh, it's The theme is Goats and Druids. If you want to make a... Uh, we do have one submission for the t-shirt, Goats and Druids, by Rob. Right. Which he said was kind of a lark, but at this point, better than what we have. In, yes. In, yes. Ooh, Flocon. I like that, too. That sounds like... Uh, Flocon. You mean for, like, progressive insurance? <laughs> like insurance convention. <laughs> Some people would argue that would be more exciting than what we have. So there you go. Dragon, Dragon. I like Flocon. I like Old Con. <laughs> old Con. Grumpy Con. <laughs> so um, the there is a special rate that Craig put down, one hundred nine dollars a night. That code, that link on our website at grogcon.com. So please go out there, sign up soon. We're gonna have Carlos out there. I'm pretty sure we've talked to Vic. Vic's coming down. We will have some other guests that we'll announce as we get later. Uh, we'll have a, a tournament that Dan is super excited about not running this year. That's right. I'm gonna, I, if I write it, I don't have to run it. That's, That's right. the rule, isn't that, it? That is the rule. And so if you want to run the tournament module, send, your, uh, send to me at info at grogcon.com. Uh, oh, Shaka Khan. That's true. We could do Shaka <laughs> we, we opened this up. We, we, I, well, I did. Yes. I did. Yeah, you opened right. it up. Right. Uh, get off my lawn, con. That's good. Too. <laughs> That's a lot of good I like ones. that one. So put those on Discord. <laughs> and if you want to be a DM for the tournament, if you want to run the DM, if you're coming to Grocon, we will give you a special DM shirt. That will be your prize. Uh, Dan will be riding the adventure, and he promised that the adventure would be something you could read in an afternoon, not in a series of days that you would have to you put me on a room and page limit. Right. You're on account. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. So What font? Uh, 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 72. <laughs> Got it. 72. So about 12 words. Okay. Because um, so, we w we're probably looking for four DMs. I will DM. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure that Ed will DM. But we're looking for one or two other folks who would yes. like to volunteer. Calling DMs. Yeah. Starting that now. Okay. It's time for our patrons to give back. It's, it's right. <laughs> the money's not enough. That's right. That's, we can't buy a DM. It's, pre it's pretty bad when, uh, you know, we, we got to keep hitting. It's like the, any kind of volunteer thing. We always go after the people who give the most. Let's ask yeah. them. We need like a little, like those, what are the PBS little things? You know, we need like a little commercial, Thank right? Like a little for, giving. For yeah. Patrons like you. Maybe we should use our money to hire, because you can hire DMs, you know? People will, they'll, they'll, yeah, you can hire DMs now. I know. Maybe we'll hire some. Really? We're at that point? Yeah. If the... you don't volunteer, see, we use, unlike PBS, we, like, threaten. If you don't volunteer, we're going to use our patron money to hire 5 e hipster DMs. That's right. There's, the, right? I'm sure they would totally, they'd be totally fine with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll have That's to, the threat. You'll have to deal with expository. And I'm dying. And luck points. That's right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they have. Look, I don't know. They have luck points. <laughs> inspiration, I think it's called. Oh God. We call it perspiration points. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh -huh. It is going uh -huh. my long. So, all right. Also, in the meantime, you can go to Grognard's Guild online, where we have both the meetup 
which again, Dan graciously, he actually pays for out of his own pocket. Very much that's so. true. That's his money. I'm a patron of our own show. That's right. And, and the Discord where people are playing by post. Uh, people are doing weekly online games. So if you're not playing first edition or old school game, go out there. If you want to run an old school game, go out there. This is what we're, this is what we're all about, to try to get people to play. So with that said, uh, we are also uh, giving out a title. We have a new uh, patron uh, that we have to aspire a title to. I love this part. And so his, his name is Johnny Peters. Uh, he lives in the uh, lovely es- establishment, the Metroplex, known as Houston, Texas. But uh, he says he wouldn't mind holding the stewardship to the Alamo. I think that would be pretty cool. Oh. Be the uh, keeper so, of the Alamo. Yes. So, like, make sure Ozzy doesn't urinate That's right, on it again. Doesn't pee on it again. So, <laughs> we're going to. What happened there, Johnny? Johnny was, he was asleep. That's right. Well, he wasn't there now. Now we're, we're scribing. No more urinating on the Alamo. That's what. Get off my lawn. Okay, get off my <laughs> monument. Exactly. All right. So I think that's a great idea. I've seen the Alamo from the outside. Have you seen the Alamo? I've, I've, I've been to Houston once, and it reminded me of Tampa, and I did not go to the Alamo. I was near the Alamo. I was near, I think it was the Granger Hotel. So I don't know if Johnny knows the Granger Hotel. Okay, I know. This is like irrelevant information. Oh, I remember the breakfast. They had like, it was a nice buffet. Oh. No, God. I've turned okay. into George Costanza's dad. Yes. Okay. All right. So this is the part of the show where a patron gets a title and we roll for the title. Right. And it comes from the Best of Dragon magazine. This is from Dragon number 21, November 1978. What do you call a 25th level wizard? And you can randomly roll a title, and that's what we do. That's right. So we are ready to start beginning. So you have to start rolling. So we need to roll a d15. You like to do that because you know I always struggle with the dice. Oh yes, we need to work out. We need to give an update for that too. People are impatient. No, oh. they want an update on the map. I know it's, they do. We that just... is uh, item four right after this. Okay. All right. So where's your d? Th- oh, we don't have a d30. So how do I do it? A... Just roll a d10. Uh, do whatever you want, because last time... Four. No, it's, that doesn't work. What do you mean that doesn't work? Oh, we're doing this again. Yes, four. You're right. Okay. The Admiral. We had another Admiral. Another Admiral. In the Alamo. Well known. For... Well, there's the... Uh, what's the uh, the Rio Grande? That's true. Right? Is that near there? I guess. I don't remember. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Well, no. Brownsville. Is it How about a there? d30? That's a d10 and a d6. D10 and a d6. Oh, the 10 is here. Yes. The D30, you said? Right. That's 23, isn't it? 23, exactly. 16, 17, 18, 19. Magnificent. The Admiral, his magnificent. I like that. Maybe he's been grounded. Maybe like, he got in trouble on the water, and he's been sent inland, so he doesn't cause any more problems. Uh, I, well, this, this is his backstory. He can work it out. Another D30. A 1. Oh, no, 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 that's not true. 11. It's 11. Uh, majesty. Magnific- oh, the alliterations are back. Uh, Magnificent Majesty. M squared. What's up? Likes it. What's up, M squared? Uh, now a D15, so you can roll your D20. Is he online now? He said he was going to try. Oh, okay. What am I rolling? A D20. D20, and only pick the first whatever. 16, that doesn't count. Here we go again. 15. Uh, uh, this cock 15 and 18. Four. Four. Archduke. Ah. Majesty Archduke. I like that. 
We don't have too many Archdukes. Now... Is that, now, an Archduke is different from, than Marmaduke, right? Right, Marmaduke. What's a right. Marmaduke? Or the Duke. <laughs> uh, Marmaduke was a dog, right, I think? The D60, so now a D10 and a D6, but you don't have to divide it. Okay, got it. There, got it. Ooh, that's the second. Oh, so is that 50? 52. Or is no, it 42? 42. 42. 42. 42. Powerful. The powerful... Uh, now a D30 again. Got it. You would think we never do this. Seven. Seven. Well, hold on. Silencer. Oh, we don't have a silencer, do we? No, I like it. Amazing. The powerful silencer. Or Archduke silencer. The magnificent silencer. Of the Alamo. That's pretty awesome. Watch out, Ozzy. Gonna silence you. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, with that said and ascribed, we here as the Grog Empire emperors now bestow the following title by the power vested in us, by us, to us, for you. The following title to Mr. Johnny Peters. Johnny Peters, you shall now be ever known throughout the empire as the Admiral, His Magnificent Majesty Archduke. The powerful silencer of the Alamo. Congratulations. Well done. There you are, sir. May you long, may you reign and guard in quiet, in solitude, the Alamo. Is, we don't have any, is he the only uh, person with a title in the Southwest U.S. area? Is that considered Southwest, the Alamo? No, we have Arizona. We have Arizona. Oh. We have Arizona. Is that our name? Yes. D&D forever. That's right, okay. Arizona. All right. Okay. All right. I think we have we have we have someone in Mexico as well. Is that considered the Southwest? Southwest of North America or Southwest of just the United States? Um, yes. Thank you. Very good. So now uh, people must have read our script because the next thing was the Grog Empire map. So where are we with the Grog Empire map, Dan? We are ready to get together, James and I, and select who gets what. Right. That is, that is correct. I'm showing it on the screen right now. The exciting world of Greyhawk map. What happened was life happened, and so we will get together over the next week or so. And Well, and John the Peerless was still selecting, wasn't he? Uh, did he? Of Richmond, wasn't he? Or did he say, oh, maybe he did. Oh, maybe he did submit them. I think he did. Okay. I think, he so. is, I think he's good to go. So if you are an active patron who has a title, you still have time. I don't know how much time. Because when we decide, the decisions will be made. Then things happen fast. Then, then they go lightning speed. You have time to pick your three preferences. You pick a number on the map, which I showed you, and you make up a, you make up a name for the, top, for the place. Mm -hmm. You can name all three the same, but we would prefer you name different ones because the intent of ours is for all the patrons, we're going to try to pick their favorites based on a very complicated formula. And then we're going to take the extra titles and fill out the land. as lands that no one knows about, but they're only named these things. That's the idea. And if anyone has any map makers, cartographers in mind who might be reasonable in price, they can let us right. know because we're looking for someone to do it. We, of course, would love Darlene to do it. Yes. I think Carlos has reached out to her, but we understand Correct. that she's busy and that right. might not be something uh, that's going to happen as much as we'd like it to. So feel free to let us know if, you, if there's any... Cartographers that you right uh, that you like, 
And as patrons, you of course would receive a soft copy of that. And depending on the, your level, or depending on you would be able to buy it because we our plan is to have something similar by GrogCon. So again, someone's gonna have to get on this. This was their project. <clears throat> Whose project? Something similar to this. The world of Greyhawk, but it'd be the world of Grog Talk. This is what we're aspiring to. October, no problem. Yeah. September, no problem. September 30th. Should be no ready. problem. Okay, I look forward to that. This is so now, first edition. Go Delicious Travels. Go Delicious is currently in the St. Petersburg, Florida area, right? He's in the, the, the Tampa area. The yes. Tampa area. He's with the Queller. He is with the Queller. He had a great time at Dave Con. He did. He was the hit of the show. And yes, got photos with Ernie Gygax. Right. And they think he was near Jim Ward. Wasn't Jim Ward there? No. Did he have a well, go on our Discord and you can see all the pictures. Heidi Gygax. Heidi, that's right. Them, yep. Right. So, uh, oh, and Alan uh, Hammock. Okay. Right. Uh, Alan Hammock. So, absolutely. And so, if you are interested in hosting Go Delicious, please let us know and we will make arrangements to have Go Delicious sent to you. I think without a question before GrogCon, because that's going to be the terminus. He's going to, the last right. person, someone is coming to GrogCon and will bring Go Delicious home. Well, he should bring him in like the Olympic flame. That's going to yes. be the start of the goats, ceremony. Goats and druids. That's okay. Maybe yes. Run in with him and hand him to Jeannie. That's right. Hand him the to druid. Jeannie, druid. That's right. The start of the ceremony. Yes. So this person, yes, is traveling. You're right. So we can like document dun, the travel. Done. Done. So yeah. you have to wear some kind of Greek tunic or something. You know how they run in. Yes. With the wreath, and you'll just run in, and we'll have yes. people lined up. We could probably have that ready to go. Like we're like, come, come over here. <laughs> And we dress them up, and then they run in. And they'll be the Olympic, they'll be the GrogCon flame, and we'll throw Go Delicious in the GrogCon flame. That'll be like Friday morning. <laughs> Friday morning. On the show. That's right. That's the start of the show. Yes. Oh, and he, and Go Delicious has to have that little thing, too. Right, he, he has a wreath. Little, right, the right. little wreath. He needs a wreath. So it has to be somebody, right, and maybe, you know, it'd be great if it was somebody like David Thompson. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, coming all the way from Australia, right. it's showing the international flavor of GrogCon. That would be great. Or maybe um, we, we, have, we have people in Sweden, uh, Japan. So I think this is a great idea, Jay. Yeah, so that's Brilliant. The, that is the beginning of the start of the ceremony. Right. And this, we need, that's why we need to get somebody far away. It just doesn't have the same oomph when Go Delicious is simply traveling in a car from Tampa. Right. That doesn't feel so... <laughs> the same sort of epic feel. So... We would like David Thompson or Menyon or Craig, who's another expat who lives in Japan, come here. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to do this, we're going to need more patron money. It's, I'm sure it's going to – I think it's a little more than what we could Step afford. it up. Step folks. it up, folks. Don't you want to pay for their flight? And Don't the you want this? That's <laughs> Them running uh, across the parking yeah, lot with that. So, you know what's also fortunate? That our patrons know our show better than we do. You know why? Why? Because they are – hey, you haven't flipped the calendar yet. I was waiting for I didn't know if it was on the agenda yet. It's, it's not on the agenda. We, I, we did talk I about it. I didn't get it. the agenda. So. Yes, you did. Lee. I did not get the agenda. You emailed me the agenda? Yes. What? What email did you send it to? I can't comment on that because it would not be appropriate. Oh, yeah, don't tell me that. Yeah, that's right. All right, whatever. Yeah, so hold on. We have to stop the show now. Yes, yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. Then, then I've lost. But I'm flipping the calendar. Yes, you're flipping the calendar. All right. So I, I sent one. Okay. I'm, I'm bitter. 
We're like an old maybe, married Maybe, maybe. Like an old married I couple. could be losing my mind. This is the... I'm going to blame COVID. That's what I'm going to do. Here. Yeah. Who did I send it to? Yesterday. I sent it to that email. Oh, oh, you know what? Yours go to my junk mail. <laughs> they really do, I swear. They really do. So where should... You, know, you have to tell me where I should send things if I right. actually want you to read them. Why? I just keep putting, I, I designate your oh, stuff I to see. go to junk mail. Okay, well, thank so you. what we do, we have a calendar. From 1982? Days of the Dragon, 1982. That's right. Dan Mortgage's house to get this. Correct. 40 years ago. And so we are going, we flip it as we go, 40 years. So what color of the dragon before we do oh, this? Oh, yes, let's have some guesses. What Guess we, the dragon. What have we had? So we've had, well, obviously I love this green dragon. I yeah. think this, this is Darlene. This yeah. green dragon is amazing. We've had green. Yes. We've, we've had, had black. That's right. We did have that black one, a very unusual drawing. Right. I don't remember the other two. We got uh, four of the months. Why? Well, oh, one, white? one was like, yeah, well, wasn't it? It was like a, a gem-like or yeah, something. Yeah, gem-like one. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, May, Mother's Day. Okay. Tiamat. Is Tiamat we got, a we mother? Got a blue. We got a blue. We got a bronze. Tiamat. Well, I guess he's the mother of all evil dragons. I guess I'm going to go with blue. I know someone else said blue. What are you going with, James? I am going with uh, a brass dragon. Okay, now how about this? And guess the artist. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Earl Otis, even though I know it's not him. I'm going blue, and uh, was it, uh, is it uh, Ellsworth? Who's that? Uh, uh, Elmore? Thank you. <laughs> Ellsworth is, is another name for one of the Yes, okay. And uh, what room is this going to be done in? The, uh, the study? The library? Yes, with the, new, with the news. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Do you have a drum roll? Uh, hold on. I mean, I hate to waste a drum roll. And now we are flipping to the May of 1982. Who does the dragon reveal? A brass dragon, didn't I say? Oh, did you say brass? I don't remember the name. I said what? I said brass dragon. Da da! I did say brass dragon. It is a brass dragon, Thank not you. by Errol Otis. Not by Errol Otis, but I got the dragon. John J. Blumen. I don't know John J. Blumen. I probably should know Blumen, John I J. Blumen. I don't. I don't know, but there you go. Brass dragon. Brass dragon. And today is what is today? Is today the eighth? Seventh. Today is the seventh. Today is the hundred and thirty seventh anniversary of the marriage of Seeger and Violet. Sherringford Holmes, the parents of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, interesting. That is completely random. That is first edition. Well, is I, so I feel like edition. they should be more fantasy related. I remember the last one was Francis Bacon or something's birthday or something. Right, something. Should it be well, fantasy? Sherlock Holmes is fantasy, sort of. Sort of. Be like Conan or something. And, and I, that was a complete guess. I did not look before. I, am, I was not cheating. I, I was just lucky. So there you go. It's a very dramatic. Look, there's an adventurer down there. Is See? It? Or is it just a st- or maybe it's just part it's of the... Uh, hard to say. It's just a statue. What is? Well, we should look up a brass dragon, even though... Because what's the what, what special uh, breath weapon? Okay. A lot of times the good dragons have these unique breath weapons, not as... You know what would be awesome is if September for Grycon was a copper dragon. Stambouli? Yeah. That'd be good for Stambouli. The brass dragon. The brass drummer, page 31, 31 thank you. of the Monster Manual. The, the breath weapon is, oh, a cone of sleep gas. Or a billion cloud of fear gas. It has two different weapons. Wow, okay. So it knows? How do you, like, know which one to... 
I guess he just knows. He, well, because they're, yeah. they're super intelligent. They're high intelligence. But yeah, he can chaotic. Well, this is interesting. Neutral tendencies, though. Yeah. Okay, and he's chaotic good. Okay. And they like the desert regions. So is it very deserty? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of deserty. Could be. Like, yeah, that's very cool. Sure. Good job tying that in. Okay. Excellent job. That is the Brass Dragon. 40 years ago. Oh, and can you guess what the number one movie is? The number one movie? 40 years ago. In 1982. May 1982. Well, it's not Memorial Day, so it's not going to be a super blockbuster. That's typically when they out. Conan is coming out very soon. It's not out yet. Okay. Conan is coming out. Is that actually a big movie? It's going to be. Well, you'll find out. Okay. Thank you. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to wait. Uh, we'll have to wait. So I'm going to go with, uh, I don't think it's Red Dawn. That came out a couple of years. So I'm, but I'm going to say Red Dawn. Porky's. My favorite. <laughs> How is it that Porky's is number one for that long? Now, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, about 40 years. But I find it, I just don't have a recollection of it being that good. Right. It was, what? Well, it had Kim Cattrall in it. That's but, yeah, but okay. That's, All right. That's what made it good. The number one song. This is only going to be, I think, for not, one week. Oh, this is not Joan Jett this time? She has been knocked off the, uh, the, uh, the stand. Um, it, is, it is a theme song of a movie. Oh, okay. Involving running. Run Like the Wind? Here it's a fire. Oh, dun, 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 dun. Right. I don't have that, so... I didn't get it. 40 years ago. Da, da, da. Now I got that stuck in my head. Thank you. Uh, well, that is great. Seems the dragons are always the same name as patron level. There's some sign of subliminal. Well, it's a brass. We don't have a brass uh, patron level. Though, if someone's willing to pay us for a brass patron level, we, we could do that. That's not a problem. Uh, a higher level. You could easily, easily do that. Okay, folks. We are now ready to all, last of our things you skipped number four, which is totally fine. Uh, Flipping and Turning, number seven, is available. There's also a special edition. If you go to smolderingdungames.com, our Tim Cask, mm -hmm. we could call it RobCon. RobCon. Right. Yeah. Like a RomCon. 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 <laughs> RomCon. It could be Rom. Yeah, RomCon. A love theme. That's right. RomCon. Rom -con. That's right. RomCon, the theme. Romantic comedy. Between the goats and the druids. Oh, hmm. Sorry. Uh, if you, I think Rob is looking for submissions for episode, issue eight. We have issue eight, Dan. Mm -hmm. Issue eight. <laughs> Crazy. It could be more successful. Unless it's like The Simpsons or whatever. It came this off is the of Jeffersons. Of, not the yeah, Jeffersons. We're, Tracy, we're the Tracy Ullman show. That's and right. It's going to be The Simpsons. That's right. That's going to 30 years from now, there'll be issue, you know, issue 50. Right. We'll be dead. The, 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 the magazine of the Grog Talk podcast. What's the Grog Talk? You know, it's long gone. Well, Dragon's still going. People started, except for cast. They're all right. Is Dragon still going? Dragon yeah. Magazine? They redid it as a soft copy. I did not know that. Yes. Both the incarnation. I know, obviously, we talked to Ernie because he was trying to do Guy Gag's magazine. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Oh, Rawcon. Well, I like that, too. Raw. Oh, Rawcon. That's good. Like Raw. <laughs> yeah. Like playing it right, rules is written. It's right, playing it right, raw. Con. Come to raw con. 
<laughs> Where you get it raw. Rules raw. as written. Raw, raw con. con. Raw con. Goats and druids. <laughs> Moving out, headed out. Raw con. Okay. Okay. I'm making that theme song instead of Rawhide. Rawcon. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. We should have talked to these people before we picked Rawcon. Yeah, six. This is much back. better. Moving out. Right of in. Right of in. Moving in. Rawcon. Rawcon. Right of in. Right of in. Go to Bruins. Right of in. Rules as written. Rawcon. Doom, 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 doom. Rawcon. They play it 30. That's this thing that plays 40 times like the Blues Brothers. In the elevator. That's amazing. Amazing. So we have the goat coming in. Mm-hmm. With a druid if, riding it. If, if you think that sounds exciting, go out to Crocon. It's awesome. Get exclusive content, a behind-the-screen look at the podcast, and a chance to play with Dan and James. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash Grog Talk. But poor Dan did not know this was coming. I did not. He did I'm not. doing this under protest. <laughs> We're moving closer. Yes. Oh, we got to be even closer? Oh, because of the green screen? Yes, because of the green screen. That's right. We are here. Farrick and Den Kanan's excellent adventure. AK, now, a.k.a. LARPing through life. <laughs> LARPing through life. That's exactly right. So, okay, can I talk a little bit about how this came to be? Yes. Because you did a segment, you wrote a segment right. about Lex. Right. Who is this... I think a nutball, you think amazing. Right. And we interviewed him, and I said, you know, you really should wear a chainmail something or other next time you're Lex. And you feigned, I didn't know it at the time, you feigned, like, like outrage or disdain. What? Right. Wear a costume? That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And little did I know, you then went and, this is, <laughs> this is what patron money. Right. So our patrons, are I hope they think this. it's worth it. You don't think it's worth it? Well, it's up to them. Well, we're going to find out. Okay. Let's see. They, they are, they are, look at these two. There we go. LARPing through life. That is, that is what we were told about. So. I'm so glad I, you gave me this one. I'm wearing, so those of you listening to the podcast, not watching, James is, he's wearing a purple, you're like Tiz and Thane. Right. Uh, it, it, you're wearing a purple robe. With stars all over it and a big wizard's hat. Right. I am wearing a black robe with, it looks like emerald, three emeralds right. on it. You are the illusionist. You are known as Ferric the Illusionist. I am Den Kanan, the almost archmage. Right. And so this is the segment of the show where not only do we dress up, but we also <laughs> do a Greyhawk Hex crawl right. with characters from a pad of the Goldenrod character sheets back in the day, which right. I bought off at eBay, and they, some of them were filled in. And we decided to do a hex crawl. And uh, as James noted, I am Ferric, the illusion, 11th level illusionist, with my trusty companion, Thurdick, Thinwise. And I have Ingwald Sithrith, who is the half veggie pygmy. Correct. Which apparently does not get a lot of stare, strangely, has not caused us any no, issues. No issues whatsoever. <laughs> so, and last time, so we were transported from the Valley of the Mage to the Solnor Ocean. Yes. On the very eastern part of, of Greyhawk, and we uh, encountered the Sea Barons, we gave fealty to the Sea Barons, we were then sent north into the Solnor Ocean to patrol against incursions by the Snow Barbarians. Correct. 
we came across snow barbarians, which were attacking a ship. Yes. We were unable to save the ship, but we did save some members, the crew members. We did. Three crew. So the snow barbarians were defeated, and we have taken aboard our ship three members yes. of that ship who had been traveling to Ratic, which is a, a province uh, in the, on the east, eastern part of Greyhawk. And it was two humans and one gnome that they appear to be like pilgrims. Yes. And they are telling us they have important business in Radic, but they're not telling us what it is. And they have been referring to themselves as cousin That's and right. nephew, cousin which and is nephew. unusual to us. It's very unusual. So we're eating dinner with them. And so that is where we pick up the saga. And as always, we and ask... apparently you like using... Um, ink the way you printed that i could not get rid of the black yes i had to tell my <laughs> wife i'm sorry we're, i'm going to destroy the ink here it, it was easier just to spend the money in the ink than to spend the time figuring out how to remove the black background okay so what we do is we ask our listeners to post on the discord ideas for the next segment and then we randomly roll and we then just decide you know randomly what is going to be the theme for the next segment? Right. So you compiled these from Discord, which was good, because there was a lot of good ideas. I did. And I have, I have 11 of them. And I have not forgotten what the winner was last time, yes. because there was a part of the one last time which could still play out. Yes. So, and I've not forgotten about that. That it's, is still in play. So right. this is sort of like a fork in the road. Right. There's a bit of both. And I have 11 of them, and I'll be rolling for 12. So I'm going to randomly roll. You're going to roll. Okay. Right, because I'm running this thing. Right. Well, you can roll it if you want. You can roll if you want. I can but you're roll not it because I don't know, know which one they are. So, so I'm rolling a D12, right? You're rolling a D12. 12. You have to re-roll. <laughs> uh, nine. Okay. So let me read this real quickly as you explain that you're going to be running these characters, right? And I right. will be running this, right? Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I have, I have, no, I have no idea what the encounters are supposed to be about. Right, right, right. Oh, yes, okay, got it. We, you, you were one away from you all sink and die. I'll oh. let you know that. It's not that one. One away. He said he was just kidding. I think I can't remember, that was the Admiral uh, said that. He was just kidding, but I included that. Did I you like, know? You put right. it down. It's I, getting included. Save or die. But it's not going to be that one. Okay. So, yes, are you, so I will be DMing this, and you yes. will be running. Our, would you like to have mine? Yes, I will hold them as well. You'll hold Ferrick. I mean, I will, refer, I will refer to you from time to time, like you did, to say, what would Ferrick do? But I am having both of them. Yes. Okay. So, you are in the water, in the Solnar Ocean. Well, we're in the, we're in the ocean. We're in the boats. In the, we're not physically. In, we're not literally in the ocean. That is correct. Okay. You are in our boat. You are in your boats. The boats. That's we are right. together. In the Solnar Ocean. Heading toward Ratic. As you approach what you believe is Ratic, you notice tall mountain peaks jutting up against the sky, almost as if these mountain peaks come right up to the coastline. Like a cliff. And you notice also on the right-hand side, you notice a dense forest. Ah. And you see what you believe is the town of Marner, ships. Heading into it. Hmm. Do we know anything about Marner? We ask our, our guests. Uh, bring up our guests. See if they know anything about this t town. So your two guests, two pilgrim types and this gnome, come about. And they say, yeah, yes, 
excellent. That is Marner and the gnome says, ah, yes, many gnomes in that area. And they say, ah, yes, Marner, as you know, as we mentioned to you last time, we hope to bring information to the, uh, the leaders in Rattic that will help them defeat the hordes that have been invading from the Bone March. Ah, Rattic besieged from both the south in the Bone March and from the demi-humans. I know, oh, not demi -humans. The demi humans, <laughs> hordes. Oops, uh, that's a slip. Oh, that's I a, meant humanoids. Yeah, humanoids. Oops. Oh, oh, Oops. The humanoids of the Rakers. Fortunately, though, Rattic has currently a fragile alliance with the Frost Barbarians to the north, so that way they can look to the west and to the south and not fear the north. But it is a perilous situation in the town. This is very of complicated. Marner. We sh why, why? Can't we just drop you off at Marner and then leave? That is your business. You may certainly do so if you would like to. But to Marner, you must take us. Well, we did, we did honor bound that you, we would take you, even though I'm regretting that decision every day now. And when one of the guys says, but you must take us to Marner, strangely in the distance, you hear like a thunderclap. Ooh. Thunder. Okay. Every time Marner said thunderclap? Yes. I have a thunderclap. Go ahead, thunderclap. Actually, there's a storm giant below you. Okay. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Get ready to ride the lightning, James. Oh, no. You bring your ship in to Marner, and you can tell the minute you arrive, a custom official approaches you and says, Sea Barons? What is a ship of the Sea Barons doing in Marner? Pray tell. I don't know what pray tell means, but it sounds like it's appropriate here. Pray tell. What is your name, insolent one? That's an ignorant talking to the... What is that? Who do, what do you bring to the town of Marner? Is that humanoid? Ah, uh, does he come from the... His meat, his meat smells fresh, boss. Does he come from the Bone March? No, no, no. Pay no mind to my loyal servant. I am the great Den Canaan. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one I'm knows not, me on the great Den Canaan? I'm not familiar with Den Canaan from this, the land of the Sea Barons. We are not. We have, we have aligned ourselves with the Sea Barons for we found their alliance necessary for my quests and my dear compatriot, Ferric. Ferric and I lead this crew, and we are bringing ambassadors and pilgrims who are here to see the great leader of Rattic. Bring, them, bring up the, uh, the ones we rescued from the snow barbarian. I'll need to get my supervisor. You see, <laughs> he waves over somebody and somebody comes, another person in chain mail comes up and there's some whispering. Okay. And this older man, he's got a big scar across his cheek. Ah. And he says, and he looks you up and down, he says, I must say, you, you do look ridiculous. <laughs> this is the finest purple from the forests west of here that you, you peasants have never seen before. Empires could be built with the cost of this robe. I was not familiar with the sea barons dabbling in the magics. Very interesting. Ah, okay. They will, assume, they will assume any alignment they can to, to support the northern province against its incursions of the Bone March, which you should be supportive of. 
It is true that the support of the. Why am I speaking to? Who are you? We shall. I am Elmer. And that means Elmer. Elmer. Elmer of the guard. Surely you've heard of me. <laughs> no, I've not heard. I've of you. just returned from the battle in the Loftwood in the Bone March. I received this wound from a Norker, who I then slew. Laid. So instead Slain. of fighting, you're here pestering those who come in to provide assistance? We will search your ship. This is protocol for any ship coming from an uh, origin that has not been pre-approved. You, uh, I, ask, I speak to the uh, people who came with us. Could you remind, could you describe what I did to the, pre- to the snow barbarians when they attempted to board our vessel? There's a bunch of people behind you, and they're all, like, shaking their heads and, like, doing this. And I was like, Elmer's like, just a minute. And he waves somebody over. Somebody even older comes over. <laughs> and there's some whispering. Yes, I see, I see. So, uh, well, uh, we, of course, uh, wh- why have you come to Ratchik? Uh, my understanding is that the sea barons uh, were uh, supporting uh, the, uh, and protecting the northern province. You seem a bit far north for uh, the sea barons. Is my language so advanced that you do not understand what I said? We are escorting these folks, these pilgrims, who were their vessel was waylaid by the snow barbarian. They were taking on water, and before they succumbed to the great sea, we rescued them, and they asked us, and we are honor bound to bring them here. And when you turn and say these three, there's nobody there. They're like, what three? What Igual, three? Igual, where did they go? I, I, they were just there a minute ago. Where'd they go? Did anyone, and I look at the crew of 200. Anyone know where they went? <laughs> what were you doing? Why are you here? <laughs> Give me, yeah, what's Igual's wisdom? Igual? Uh, 13. Give me a wisdom check for Ingwald. He's six. He made it? Yes. Ingwald says, he knows that they went down that alley. They got off the boat? You let them off the boat? What happened? I wasn't paying. I was listening to you. You're doing such a great job explaining things, boss. Yeah, so Ingwald uh. says, yes, they noticed it. They, they, they slipped down an alley. He says, well, I don't know. Uh, I can't keep track of, of people that have been on board your ship. But as you notice, there is a group of People are boarding, they're searching your ship. Everybody, the customary tax, the customary duty uh, will be um, imposed for all values and for keeping that here in the port in uh, Marnar. Uh, also, there will be an additional 10% military surcharge, which of course can be waived if you agree to serve in the militia. What is your choice? Ah, uh, this is very interesting. I will speak to uh, Ferric. And I will say, Ferric, do me a favor, and uh, I prepare to cast Charm Person on the old man. It's Elmer's father. Elmer Sr. Yes, Elmer Sr. I, okay. cast, I cast Charm Person on him. Is there a say? There is a say. There is a say, but he does it at a minus because I'm wearing my robe of the Arch Magi. Oh, okay. So I will roll. I'm rolling save. Yes. Eight. Eight. That doesn't he, sound good. He, he, he is not saved. Okay. So what do you do? So Elmer's father, I remind him that as a good friend of his, in a favor, uh, we of course will pay any normal duties, 
but uh, we have paid all the other previous war tariffs uh, fast. And I remind him that he should go back to his uh, go back to his books, and he will see them there. And and I'll meet him later to square up with his tithes, and he should take his people out. Well, Elmer Senior says to his son, "Yes, I think if I recall correctly, I think there was something back in the books regarding that military surcharge." Um, uh, yes, uh, follow me. And they all disperse. Very good, very good. Oh, I think they would ever leave. Ah, so, what, so what are you going to do? So what you've seen is, so um, you've avoided a military surcharge, and you also well, notice that... And, and them boarding and seeing one million gold pieces that we have on our ship. Yes, the tax has not been paid. Everyone's been called off. And you've no, Ingvald has noticed these three... Right, they're going down the alley. alley. And you also notice a big, there's a big bazaar there. All sorts of stuff is being sold. You notice what looks like weapons maybe from like snow barbarians, big furs, Ooh. and also like orcish weapons. There's this big bazaar that seems to be all sorts of stuff that has been, you know, gathered from maybe looting and wars is being sold in this marketplace. Wow. What do you do? Well, I return back to my chambers and leverage my crystal ball with ESP. Uh-huh. And I will go down there and I will tell Ingwald and I will tell Cedric and, and, and Ferric. Eric, mind them. Send our henchmen to pursue the three. I will. I will. I will avail to see what their their plans of doing. Ah, okay. I will right. retire to my chambers. Okay, so you retire to your chambers. So the other three. So some henchmen are running around and trying to find. Uh, follow the three. Right. And okay, go ahead. You're going to do some scrying. I'm scrying. Yes. You're, you're crying. I'm scrying and scrying. You're, you're, all right, so you are crying, okay. You're scrying. I'm scrying and, let, and trying to determine, ascertain where they are going. Okay. For I am very familiar with them now that I've spent time with them. Yes, so hold They on. are personally well-known, or personally known slightly. So I have an 85% chance of locating. Okay. I am rolling percentile dice. Ah, so... You look down in your crystal ball, and you see the three of them seem to be in what looks like a tavern room, ah. huddled around a little table. And they have a little candlelight, and they have some papers on the table. And so you're able to hear what they're saying. Is that right, the crystal ball? I have ESP as part of this thing. So ESP will allow you to do... I think I can read their thoughts, but I'm going to confirm that. Right. I'm going to make a roll while you're trying to read their thoughts. I'm flipping and turning. I know the thoughts of the ones in range. Ah, so are they in range? Well, they're probably. They're in range because of the crystal ball. Ah. Okay, so what you do is you hear one of the men, or you can tell what they're thinking. Yes. Is what they're talking about is they're talking about some artifact that they are searching for that they would like to use to help support the humanoids in the bone mark ah. and their incursions against Rattic and the northern province, and that they believe it is somewhere nearby. And the sense you get is they're, they're talking about an item, an ancient artifact that exactly resembles any of the more common magical horns, such as horns of blasting, a horn of bubbles, etc. But this one, Apparently, say, yes, if we had this, this would be so useful. Oh, what does it do that no one wants to know? Ah, ah, 
our understanding is that if it is winded one time, a power from table one. <laughs> oh, no, not from table one. Or an effect from table three. Oh, the horror. Will occur. If the horn is twice sounded, a power from table two or an effect from table six will occur. If three blasts are given, a power from table five or an effect from table six will occur. Apparently, there's this great horn called a horn of change. Ah, the horn of change. And they are seeking this horn of change. And, and they think it's no, located north of here. They believe... They believe it is located somewhere in the rape. Ah, and they plan to pursue it? They do. They ah. have a map. Oh, excellent. That they believe leads them into the rakers where this horn is located. Excellent. So I, uh, I go up deck and I let Farrakh know. We have change in plans, dear colleague. We have an item that will help us retain and retain and re get our seats back on the Mage's Council. And ultimately, I will be asserted to the grog line where I will listen <laughs> carefully. So we need to figure out where those three who were, our fortune is smiling upon us, even though we got involved with something we didn't, they have access to an item that will help us. Oh, what kind of item? It is, appears to be a horn of, of <laughs> mystical and uh, great power. Do you have any information where we might find this? Yes, I relay to him the information that I was able to scry. Ah. So we need to follow them, because without the map, we will not be successful. I'm sure the rakers are not dangerous. I'm sure they're not dangerous for us, for folks like us. It's never a challenge at all. Excellent, excellent. I think that I think this horn might be able to help us prove our innocence somehow. Don't uh, you think? Well, if, if not prove our innocence, it will prove that we are were not felled by the archmage and his attempts to remove us from his sight. Instead, he will see that we should be ascendant and we should wear the great. Holy cowl of majesty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I will, uh, and in the meantime, Farrick, uh, I mean, Igwald and uh, Serdic are kind of trying to attempt to follow. Um, oh, yes. They you were mean, trying to follow yes. the, 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 the people away. Oh, let's find out. So now, so it's like when it turns, like in a movie, like, you know, it turns to a different scene. Yeah, let's do something random here. All yeah. right. James, give me, yes, give me a, it's, is it daytime or nighttime? It was daytime. Okay, give me a random roll, sir. 23. Right as I come around the corner. Okay. Five men. Ooh. And what appears to be an additional man, it looks like a, ten men. Ten men. No, yeah. Ten men, a large squad. You, they walk right into it. They turn around the corner, and you walk into a large group of men. And you see one person who is, has a, some sort of, like, holy symbol around his neck. And will say, looking at Ingwald, what are you doing? And they all kind of, ah, what do you want? Where were you going so fast? We are seeking. My master has sent me to find those who are on our ship. 
Did you see three people come this way? One a small gnome with, with salty flesh. You seek them? I do. What is your business with them? We must return them to my master. So, you're in league with the Scarlet Brotherhood then? Uh, who? Ah, don't play stupid with me, pygmy. <laughs> and he grab both of them and haul them away to the city dungeon. Oh, well, if they're going to try to grab them. I, I... All right, well, do it. Yes, you may declare your action. Uh, you're coming with me to the city dungeon, and there are ten guards plus a sergeant plus what appears to be a cleric. Ah. It is, they appear to be watchmen. Okay. You ran into the wrong people, baby. All right. All right. Well, he will, uh, let's see. Ferric can't pretty, pretty much do anything. Oh, that's, Ferric yeah. can do. So what is, so maybe you can let our listeners yeah, know. So what Ferric, are I'm sorry. Uh, Cedric is a first level fighter. Uh, Ingwald is a fifth level fighter. And, and so. Beric is, is, I'm sorry, Cedric is going to, uh, Ingwald tells him, stand in front of us, stand together so we can defend ourselves. And uh, he, meaning uh, Ingwald, is going to use his cube of force, which is. Oh. Okay, so hold on, so it's a three, all right, so hold on, because I, I got a cleric here. So just to let you know, so this is, there is, there's ten guards. There is a sergeant as well, which is a, a, a third level. Hold on, I'll let you know. Okay. So we what, have a second level fighter. So, so there's 10. So for those who are playing at home, we ran, we, we like doing the random. We did a random table, city table. That's what you did, basically. I did and that. And you've, you've pulled this up. This is on page 191 for city encounter, yep. daylight. We rolled City Watchmen, because I think you rolled a 22 or a 23. Yeah, that's right. City Watchmen encounters, I'm on page 191 of the DMG, are with squads of the watch. Ah. Five men plus a first to third level sergeant during daylight, double num- uh, during daylight, double numbers, oh, at night, so I'm sorry. So, I, I, it's, so it's at night, it's larger. So it's five men plus a sergeant, um, which I rolled a second level fighter. These squads will always be accompanied by a cleric. Yes. Of second to fifth level. And I think I rolled a fourth level. Okay, so you have a fourth level cleric. Uh, indentured to the city as magic users are to the city guard. They will generally act as do city guards. And at night, these patrols will be ready uh, to aid attack. Okay, that's... So they act as city guards. So what do city guards do? Well, I mean, they're just guards. Oh, they will question suspicious persons, arrest lawbreakers. And so just to let you know, because we kind of played this out together. Yes. So they had followed these guys. They knew who the three were and had been tipped off. That's yeah. why I was playing this. So now, of course, they're very suspicious uh, of Ingwald. They think right. they're somehow connected with right. them. Because he's is, a half vegetable pygmy, too. And he's half egg. That alone is, a, is breaking a law. Absolutely. So they are being apprehended as, right. as, as suspicious people. So he's going to use his cube of force. Okay. So how would we do this? Would we would probably roll for because they were grabbing them. Would we roll initiative? Yeah, you have to roll initiative. Okay. Because so they're going to move towards them. And he's, they, they are. And there's, there's five. There's seven of them. Right. Oh, and we've got a cleric. Should we roll for what spell he has memorized to go? Yeah, fourth level, he would have a three and two. He didn't have a wisdom. Okay, so we're going to the DMG. He has a three and a two, so give me a... Uh, what are they, D12s? 
Oh, so right, uh, they are D12s. Yeah. So what do you want to roll first? So we'll do the first level. Okay. Four. Cure light wounds. Ten. Remove fear. Nine. <laughs> Purify food and drink. That's good. Two for second level. Chant. Good. And nine. Six, excuse me. No alignment. No alignment. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Oh, we better hope he's got a good alignment. One of their alignment. Okay. Well, one's chaotic evil. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. One's chaotic good, one's chaotic evil. Oh, but how? Oh, that's what he's. Okay, so he's memorized those for the day. All right, that'll be very useful. Right. Okay. Okay, so he's going to use his cube of force to try to block them from getting at him. Got it. And so we're rolling initiative. Yes. And we're apprehending. Obviously, they're all just. You're going to try to grapple. They're all grappling. Okay. I'm going to put this guy here. So right. there's your die six. Four. You have rolled a four, and the city watchmen have rolled a two. So I'm, I'm putting the cube of force in front of me, so, and I'm turning. Oh, what's the casting time? There's no casting time. You oh. just turn it on. It's like activating an item. Oh, it's a, oh, that's right. It's a magic item. It's a magic item. It's right. not a spell. Okay. That's right. And so now he pressed the, fi- he p- he pressed the fifth uh, face. I'm sorry. He pressed the third face, which is keeps out all living matter. Ah, and how much, and, and is there a, a ten radius cube for that? It's a 10-foot cube around him. Oh, what if you're inside the cube? Well, that's, you'll have to decide who's inside the cube and who's not inside the cube. Okay, I'm going to say... Because his strategy is he keeps everyone else out and then he kills the ones who are in there. I got you. So I'm going to roll the Angry Monk dice. Just ask if anyone is in the cube, okay? Any other ones are in the cube? No. So that was good. So they were just kind of surrounded. Okay. They, 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 they didn't know what you were. They were scared. <laughs> I'm not getting close to that bed, you pig me. So, all right. So the good news for you is you are now in a cube of force. Right. So now we're moving back towards the thing. We move it. So they're six. trying to grab, yes, and they're yeah. all like. That's right. They're trying to push. And uh, how many charges does that take? Because it doesn't last forever. So he's like. Yeah, this is not good. Stay out. Stay out of here. <laughs> so it's going down the marketplace, like going through town. Right. He's just pushing people around. It's right. quite a commotion. Oh, Hang on. Are people app- starting to mill? Let me see. Are people starting to mill? Yes. Everyone's starting. This is becoming a spectacle, James. Oh, absolutely. And it's a veggie pygmy. And I right. mean, it's not like Sirdrick is. Have you seen Sirdrick's face? Sirdrick is the, is the normal looking one. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Well, they have two hours of keeping them out. Now, the guy can cast spells, but he can't, uh, they can't. Oh, so he can cast no alignment. Yes, he could cast no alignment. Okay, he's in a, how, there's two of these? Yeah, there's two of them. One's oh, chaotic good and one's chaotic Well, he, I, I, okay, I'll roll to see who he's going to, I would think he's going to go, I think it's got to be the veggie pig me. Right. I would think he would naturally, because that's the I think he can one. scan multiple people with no alignment. So. Oh, can he? Well, let's see. I believe so. Well, let's see. Cleric? What is that? Two? It's a, yeah, it's a second level. The root spell. All right. So no. the, their goal is to get back to the docks and get back to uh, Den Canaan and Ferric. Well, they've caused some problems. A no alliance will enables a cleric to exactly read the aura of a person. One creature. Okay, one creature. This will reveal per, the exact alignment of creature, the person. Yeah. One creature per round. Oh, one creature per round. Yes, but you have to be within Oh, it's ten one feet. turn. Yeah. Oh, but I got to be one round to cast. So that now he's sixty feet away. So he's gonna have to run towards him. Oh, but I can go up to the bubble. Yeah, he can. Oh, are they running? They got to run together. But they're moving at six because they, that's how big as that fast. Well, that's right. You can't move too fast because right. it's like one person moves ahead, the other. No, one... they're they're all. They're, he, that's why I it's said like a chain gang. Yeah, they're get, they're right next to each other in this cube, and, and all these guards are surrounding him, hitting at it. Yeah. So he would be able to get up there and do a no alignment. Oh, sure. Okay, at some so, point. So, yeah. All right. So what? So what? No. So he he knows their alignment. Now, he, one he knows one's chaotic good and the other one's chaotic evil. That's weird. <laughs> He's very confused. This is his story gets stranger. That's right. Leave, and Cedric, I assume Cedric goes, 
We will bring you back to our master. We were, we were not, we do not, I'm not aligned with the Scarlet Brotherhood. We are part of the Sea Barons. So I see. As a slow chase as they're walking through. Right. He's like discussing it and people are milling about. That's right. So basically, Den Kanan and Farrick mm-hmm. are there at the ship. Oh, that's right. You're back at the ship. That's right. right. They were at the ship. We, t- we sent the henchmen to follow them. And we were at the ship scrying, and Farrick was obviously keeping things So around. we're getting on your ship now. Well, we're trying to get back to the ship. All we see is this crowd of guards surrounding the two of them as they're trying to get back to the ship. That's right. So they will get back. How long is it going to last? Two so hours. They have- oh, two hours. So they get back. But we're boarding, so at some point in time, okay, so at some point in time, you hear you, Ben Kane, and Farrick, right. you hear a big commotion. Ah, yes. And somebody comes knocking on the door. Ah, what is it? Who disturbs me? I'm very sorry, very sorry sir. Uh, but, but there's a commotion up above. Something very strange is going on up above. Uh, you cannot bother Farrick with this uh, triviality? Oh, you know, he's just an illusionist. He's pathetic. Yeah. Ah, true. Well, well, <laughs> he's a subclass. Yeah, you just, illusionist was enough. It's, it's redundant. Is, ah, the water, yes. is the water down magic? Um, I will put on my, I'll put on my uh, hat here, and I will go out and investigate this. Are you just robed in there? <laughs> I, I, was the I have to put my sack of gems on. <laughs> I, was doing a, I, was, I was dropping a storm giant. <laughs> I was dropping the storm. I was riding the storm in here. Riding the lightning. I was, I was riding the lightning. All right, so we, I walk I out. I was, yes, I think you, you, Sir, Sir Dick and... Sir Dick. <laughs> Yes. And the pygmy, they've gotten themselves in a world of trouble. They, 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 I don't know what's going on. There's, there's a whole, there's, we've been boarded, sir, we've been boarded. Oh, by these 10 guys? Yes, by these 10 guys. Well, with this, yes, there's lots of people, and they're all like, Even now though we have dog. 200 men at arms here, we can't fight off these things? Okay, well. Oh, yes, they're there, yes. I, I go they're see trying the cleric. To come on. They're demanding I, to come on. Okay, I see the cleric who is yeah. obviously leading them. What is the concern? Yes. Um... Oh yes, okay, but but as you know, so he's he's there's been alarms have been sounding, and now more guards are gathering. So it's a big to do. Guards are coming down, and he's right. standing on this plank that would board your boat, and he's like, "You harbor, you've brought evil," and and he yells. The cleric yells, "This boat has come from the. They say they come from the sea bears. It's a lie. They are with the Scarlet Brotherhood." Okay. I, I cast a uh, charm person on him. Oh, okay, the Scarlet brought. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, that's a save, right? Yeah, he gets a save. Okay. Who who allowed these people? Elmer did. <laughs> Where's Elmer? <laughs> Kill Elmer. Kill Elmer. <laughs> Elmer's evil. Elmer's with the Scarlet Brotherhood. He saves at minus four. Oh, my God. 13, nine. So nine. He's a fourth-level cleric against He's a fourth-level cleric. Okay. Fourth-level cleric against cleric's thing. He needed a 15. 14. Okay, he so he says, they're with the Scarlet Brotherhood. Wait, does he, get, does he get it out? Hang uh, on. Yeah, Scarlet Brotherhood! Ah. And then what and that happens? And then, and then yes. leave charm? Yes. yes, hello, friend. Yes, we are not, we are pursuing the Scarlet Brotherhood, right, dear friend? I was wrong! They're pursuing the Scarlet Brotherhood. Three cheers! And actually, we, they are in a tavern that is, has this, and I described the room because I don't know where it is. It's a room with this, with this, and they are conspiring against the great city. You should send your forces to search every tavern where they are. Ah! Search every tavern! There's we, evil aboard! We will, we will set sail and see if they've pres- uh, tried to escape from s- by sea. 
Thank you for your service. It will be rewarded in this life and the next. Ah, excellent. And you see, just everyone starts rushing out and, and, and people are screaming in the distance and knocking on doors, cats crying. And <laughs> so what are you going to do? Are you going to? Yeah, we're going to raise sail and we're going to start heading north. Um, and I'm going to continue. I will tell Ferrick, you set sail for the north. I will continue to scry on, on the Scarlet Brotherhood. I assume they will be able to bypass these morons. And once they are on their way, we will waylay them, take the, tra take the map, find the artifact, and restore our honor back at the Valley of the Mage. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Okay. That'll be a good ending then. There it is. So it concludes with a sailing out of, or perhaps, but that's our plan anyway. That's, right, that's our plan. We are leaving Marner. We avoided, so just to let you know, so you, we, you did successfully avoid having to either pay the militia tax or fight, because we would have had to fight yes. against the... Which, uh, which would have been a bloodbath for Humanoids uh, in, uh, in the Loftwood, in the Bone March area. Uh, so we now know that there is an artifact in the Rakers that the Scarlet Brotherhood is, so we now have information about them, is after... And so people should put suggestions. And barring any changes in our plans, that is what we're, we're pretending to do. We are moving towards the Rakers to seek this item, which will help us return to the Valley of the Mage and clear our name from this vile charge of vivisection, and so which it, may or may not be true. We, don't, we know if it's true about, each other, right. about ourselves, but not about each other. And just to let people know. Great job, Dan, by the way. Thank you for that. And a great job by you. And just to let you know, so, and I do know you know this because you ran the last one. Mm -hmm. So this had a bit of a carryover from the last one where right. we randomly rolled. And those three were from the Scarlet Brotherhood. I didn't yes, know that at the time. Right. We didn't know that. And they were in search of, an, they'd heard rumors of an artifact in the, in the area right. of Rattic. And that's why they were heading there. And so that was sort of the fork in the road where you could either, and the one I rolled was you're, you could potentially be forced into the militia to head south. But you avoided that, and so we're pursuing this other yes. storyline. Well, very good. So let us roll a D. I think we are done with the latest adventures. I can take this off now. Uh, in a second, because we're just going to end the show. <laughs> uh, let's roll a D10. Okay. People are saying we should get a plus two for LARPing. Oh, good point. The LARP bump. The LARP bump. That's you have right. a LARP bump. <laughs> a, LARP, a lump. <laughs> Nine. A nine. Wow. It goes to 11. Goes to, it goes to 11. This show went to 11. Ah, oh, nine plus two. We'll so take. this should be the show that went to 11. Oh, that is. That's it. the title, isn't Hold it? Hold on, yep, that is exactly the, the title. The show that went to 11. Uh, or LARPing Through Life. <laughs> it's the, either one. Hey, is that the grog line? Yeah, that's like, come home. All right, so for the love of Benji, please, what are you doing here still? All right, so... Uh, thank you so much for that. We hope you enjoyed uh, today's show. We, uh, we will be on in two more weeks for some other shenanigans. And in the meantime, I'm James. And I'm Dan. And we will see you next time on Grog Talk. Take care. This is Big Publishing Company Production. All rights reserved.